0: What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a special guest coming from Melbourne, Florida. A good friend of mine. Happy to have him on here today. He sources, secures, and manages the sale of rare limited production exotic vehicles for his clients across the country. He creates, builds, and fosters relationships with UHNWI and HNWI. You're going to have to explain those to me through the services he provides, along with the opportunities he brings to the table. He is also licensed. He is also a licensed Florida and Montana real estate agent, which allows him to continue to build his relationships with current clients and service them with uh, within the real estate industry. He is passionate about his clients, making deals and growing overall. Jesse Piccolo. Welcome to the real build. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, Bill. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate you reaching out and allowing me the opportunity to uh, join your your podcast. I'm a big fan of yours and everything that you're doing, and uh, yeah, just happy to be here and share some value with your viewers.
0: Yeah, man, I I'm, I was happy to have you on. Uh, I've been meaning to ask you to come on too because I see what you're doing. I see kind of the, and that's what I wanted to talk about today is uh, I see kind of how you're mixing the luxury auto market and sales with that into the luxury real estate market. I've had a lot of builders on here. I kind of wanted to keep, have you know, at least have another real estate professional on here. You got a different angle with what you're doing too, which is awesome. Right. Uh, you know, they both mesh really well and we're going to get into that today. So happy to have you. But with that being said, uh, so let's talk about who is Jesse Piccolo.
1: Is a father to three beautiful daughters, and I'm happily married. I live here in Melbourne, Florida. I, um, like you said, I'm in the real estate industry as well as you know, brokering luxury cars. But um, you know, who I am as a person is you know overflows into my, uh, you know, my business career. So I take a lot of who I am and apply it in my business, which makes me very successful. And, you know, that is, you know, I'm very resilient. Um, I'm a warrior for sure. Um, and I, I just embrace the journey and I try to bring value and light to every person that I meet. And, um, you know, so that's pretty much who I am. And, you know, as we carry on this interview, you know, you'll you'll learn more about who I am as we talk about what it exactly is that I do.
0: So, okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I see a lot of, I watch your stories all the time on Instagram and, and you're, you're very powerful in what you say, your message and everything that you deliver too. And that's another reason I wanted to have you on here is it, like you said, you're trying to be a shining light to everybody you meet. and and that's amazing right there, just you saying that because uh, not everybody's like that. and and that goes a long way in your business too. Uh, just your personality, who you are, how you present yourself, and so on, and actually wanting to help people and change uh, help change and make their lives better and so on. I see that with you. So that's why I was excited to have you on today. As well, uh, let's discuss a little bit more. You know how how did you get into real estate? For I know you got into luxury cars and selling that. How'd you start? Let's start there. Then I, obviously yeah. that went into real estate. So let's discuss that a little more.
1: Yeah, I love. I kind of love telling this story because. It really opens up the mind to a lot of people who are trying to get started in business or looking to bring their idea that they have to the forefront. And, uh, you know, I'll say that getting started is definitely just the hardest part. But once you start, it becomes natural, kind of like learning to walk when you're a baby, you know. Um, So how I got started first in brokering luxury cars, which ultimately led me to, you know, brokering luxury real estate is, um, you know, I had just got out of my corporate job working at Hertz rental car fresh out of college. You know, I wanted to um, get a corporate job so that my outside family and that the world could not look at me and tell me that I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing. Hey, I got a corporate job. You know, nobody can tell me anything. I got full benefits. I got a salary. You know, hey, I'm living the American dream. Right. You know, um, so I got out of that because I realized I was worth way more than making, you know, 550 bucks a week and hustling people on car coverage that they really couldn't afford. And so my cousin was like, Hey, you know, we just opened up this company down here in South Florida, luxury concierge. We're going to broker watches, high-end cars, um, you know, purses, whatever, all to wealthy people. And I was like, get to build relationships with wealthy people and broker really expensive stuff. Sign me up. You know, I'm, I'm good at that. I've always been a hustler and I've always been good with people. So, so from there that was uh." right at the end of 2016, 2017. So I had no network, I had, didn't know anybody in the game, really didn't know anything about cars, couldn't tell you the differences between makes and models, but I learned that as I went. And so I knew I had to build a, uh, relationships with high net with individuals. So I said, okay, where can I go to find these people? So I started calling private sellers on cars.com, on AutoTrader, guys who had their Porsches and their Ferraris for sale. I just started asking them, you know, hey, how you doing? Can I help you sell your vehicle? I see it's listed for sale. Some guys would be like, yeah, sure, go for it, but I'm not paying you. I'd be like, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, So I would take their cars and pitch them to car dealerships, like Porsche dealers, Ferrari dealers, secondary dealers. They would give me numbers. I would take them back to the sellers, and we'd make deals. So now I'm making relationships with high-net-worth individuals, which is H-N-W-I, and some people would actually be ultra-high-net-worth individuals, which is U-H-N-W-I. And um, so from there, I'd build relationships with those guys and dealerships. Now I'm starting to get both sides of the coin in the industry, which is what you mean because dealerships can provide you cars and referrals, more high-net worth individuals. If they don't have the car that their clients are looking for, they could call me and I could get them the car. And individuals, once I can deal with them, that relationship gets solidified. You like get to first base or second base with your girlfriend. You know, <laughs> it's like, hey, we're there, you know, we I trust this guy and we can do deals. I can I can refer him more more people. So once I started to build my network from there, I'd go to car auctions. I'd see who'd be bidding on cars that they would miss out on million dollar cars. I'm talking two $3 million cars. And I'd go right up to them and I'd be like, how are you doing? Just pick up a car broker. This is my company. You know, I can help you get the car that you just missed out on. And then boom, you know, I'd get another fish. I get another contact and just build my network from there. And so it was about like two years into it in uh, like 2018, the beginning, I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like I have no car deals working. Like I, I, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get my real estate license because car brokering is like the wild, wild west. There is no hmm. rules. There is no structure. Like, like there is with real estate where you have protocols, rules and regulations, contracts, you know, um, it's literally every deal is so different. So I was like, if I could sell a million dollar car, I'd like to sell a million dollar real estate. Like, hmm. Plus, the majority of my clients are involved in real estate, right? Because that's where people put a lot of their money and they invest in real estate. So I was like, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but I need something to do. And I'm going to bring more value to the table for my clients because I've already got the relationship. I built the trust. Like, all I can say is, hey, I sell real estate now, too. And you want to move to Florida or you have property in Florida? Hey, I'm your guy. And so that's exactly what I did. And then um, from there, I had uh, a great client of mine give me you know, five oceanfront uh, lots here in Melbourne, Florida to sell. We accomplished that this year, which is great. Um, and then had client put me down as a co-listing agent on this beautiful house in Marathon tour <laughs> for $12.9 million in <laughs> Cocoa Plum. Um, so, you know, it's it's that's kind of how it all evolved. And, and now I just got my Montana real estate license because the car client of mine has multiple lots out there and he likes the way that I do business. He wants to see me win. He wants to see me succeed. And, you know, that comes a lot from being who I am just as a person, because when when these guys who are super successful, when they see that, you know, and, and, and anybody for that matter, when they see somebody who they can connect with and they see does good business. Um, they genuinely want to help because they're in a position to help. So, if I can do the work and provide a great service, they're going to provide me the staircase to continue to climb that that ladder of success. And um, you know, just keep coming through for them. So that's kind of like the background of how I I got involved in the cars and the real estate and built my network up to be where I am today.
0: I love that man because you're. You started with one thing and you found that you took that opportunity into the next thing. And for people that are listening out there, like people ask me too, like on the building end, all right. I'm starting in the building end of things. Why not get a real estate license and sell real estate? They go hand in hand, just like with the luxury cars, people with luxury high-end cars, Porsches, Lambos, stuff like that. They're dealing real estate all the time. You're making those connections on that sale. Why not make keep those connections and go into even higher sales with real estate? And that's the way Like it, everything kind of goes hand in hand. So there's opportunity everywhere. And you're finding that opportunity. Right now, you know, you just got licensed in Montana. There's an opportunity out in Montana. You live in Florida. I mean, we're on the other side of the country, but you're still well on the wheel and, you know, make make stuff happen, which is awesome. And it's the same way with me. Like they went hand in hand. I just sold a a teardown house. I mean, a $3 million teardown house that we're going to tear down. We're going to get the build. I'm probably going to do their home watch after if they ever sell the house later on. I'm probably going to get the listing. So it's maintaining those relationships. So the realtors out there that are listening, even clients that are listening, you want to find somebody like Jesse that literally can help you in all departments of your life. That's the thing. And you are kind of that concierge to them. And I always say this with real estate agents. If you're not acting like a concierge, you're, you're losing the game, man, because these people, these people, they got a lot of money. They don't want to deal with a lot of stuff because they're busy. They want somebody they can rely on. That's it. Do the deal for me. Get me a house, sell my house, do whatever, you know, and and let this thing be done.
1: Be. you know it's 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 all about the value that you bring to the table there's you know getting your real estate license is not rocket science you know they make it very mm-hmm. easy and there's a real estate agent on every corner so you know how are you going to separate yourself from your competition how are you going to be different than your competition and really for me it's who you are as an individual. Are you putting your, your intentions first before your clients? Are you putting what's best for you before your clients? Or are you really out here trying to do what's best for your clients, mm-hmm. looking for every opportunity, every angle to save them time, save them a dollar maybe, and just go the extra mile for them. And when, again, when people see that, it shows, it shows good character, it shows light in the world. And it shows like, hey, I see the hard work you're doing. And, and if I do stumble and make a mistake, they might be more okay with it because they know that I'm trying my best and I'm trying to do everything I can for them to get them what it is that they ultimately want as easy as possible. So, you know, I see a lot of real estate agents putting their, the dollar before the relationship, how I like to refer to it. And you know, that's just, that's, that's a, that's a short term, game and you're not going to be in in it for the long run and your reputation is everything so if you can build a good reputation you know it might take three to five years but after that it's just all word of mouth and it's just referrals and and now the, the business just comes to you and you don't have to stress and grind to go and get it like you did in the beginning so you know really do what's best for the client at all times and your reputation will take you you know where you need to be
0: one thing you said there too is putting the dollar before the client too. And that is a big issue because they're so focused on the commission check rather than the actual process and helping them through as much as possible. When you switch that mindset in real estate too to where it's all about helping the client, you know, the commission's gonna come. Yeah, money's great in real estate too. But if you switch that mindset to where it's all about helping them, things change dramatically too. And for the people that are listening out there right now as well, I mean, you could be a commercial builder, get a commercial real estate license. You get the best of both worlds. You know, you're building, you're finding property, you're finding rental properties. You're doing certain things like that. Same with the residential market. Like I'm doing, You know you can do rent people always ask us if we do renovations we don't uh that's a whole nother market we can possibly get into but we just rather stick to new construction but it's just it's like it's like you're doing man like you you can sell them a car a high-end car you're building that trust on the high-end car market because i mean they, you, they have to build trust with you on a car like that and uh, hands down and then you you know hey do you, you you strike conversation you know you deal in real estate I also got a real estate license you ever need help with that because that first transaction is going to go so well why wouldn't they use you for the next transaction on the bigger thing you know
1: yeah, exactly I kind of you know and that's kind of like what that adventures will grow into is a one-stop shop brokerage firm for all of these clients because it's how I look at it, if I want to provide the best service I can and be as valuable as I can to the client, I believe that you should trust me more than anybody else because I know what I'm going to do for you as an individual, as as your concierge, as your broker, because I'm always going to have your back. Like That's it. Because I know, I'm 32 years old, I know that if I do everything I can for these people and they genuinely appreciate it and see the effort that I'm giving, then I know that I'm in a position to learn and grow from them and with them you know, for me so, to be able to grow and become more successful, because that's just that's just what it is. That's, that's how the world works. And, you know, so I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I get with these clients and I make sure I try to go above and beyond. And You know, some some work out, some don't. But those that do work out. <clears throat> They intensify and they multiply every single year. So you know, I don't need maybe a hundred clients and go keep finding new clients. It's kind of like how you said, I'm going vertical with my clients. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just adding more to the table for them so that they can contact me for what everything it is that they ultimately need. And that's what I want. So,
0: so going into the next thing, let's let's discuss bed adventures. So how you. You touched on this a little bit. So how did you start this? Why that adventures? How is it going now? Uh, what's the future like? You kind of brought up the future a little bit. So let's let's go deeper into what is vet adventures?
1: Sure. Um, <clears throat> vet adventures is my new company. Um, when I first came into the industry of brokering cars, like I said, my cousin had asked me to come into his business, which was called Velchicon Automotive and uh, I actually became a 33% owner in that from doing so well they wanted me to become a, a partner so I did and then um, you know actually bad business practices were being uh, were taking being taken place so that caused the company to uh, crumble basically like separate everybody go their separate ways and so I was like well you know I'm not I love our logo. I was like, I'm just going to change the name to bed adventures, you know? And so that's what I did. And bed adventures is a exclusive ecosystem, uh, online, uh, with my clients and trusted partners to where everybody can have access to all the opportunities that are constantly available from my clients. Because, um, when I get opportunities, I have to take them directly to my clients like individually and that can take time. That can be, um, you know, not so genuine in building relationships. So again, if I want to provide the best services that I possibly can to my clients, like I said, I want to create that one-stop brokerage firm. Then I want all my clients to come to me. I want them to constantly want to see what is available as far as uh, limited production and exotic cars, uh, real estate opportunities, private jets, luxury watches, um, you know, uh, eventually yachts, you know, like I said, I want to build that adventures into a one-stop shop brokerage firm where there's a division for each luxury asset, somewhat like, you know, you building the houses, you know, you have a contract, you're the contractor, the builder, but then you have to subcontract out your plumber and your electrician and every, everything. So you build these relationships with the guys who you can trust vice versa for me in each industry so right now we're just tackling the real estate and the um luxury cars and i'm i will be building my team over the coming years because right now i'm just a one-stop shop but eventually um we will have a person in each division managing that luxury asset and i will build relationships with luxury realtors across the country like i currently am now and uh and and yeah, that's that's basically what it's going to be. And the, the big term goal is to do business with my clients. Um, so by providing these services, I'm opening up the door to build these relationships with them, get closer with them. But, you know, how I always looked at it is, is if I have an idea or an invention or a business proposal, I have the clients to bring it to the table and possibly put it all together because I, each, each industry and in each corner of the country, you know, and we're doing business as it is, but hey, I want to get into business with you guys because again, you're already super successful. You have great experience, great knowledge, great connections, great network. And um and that's just that's that's the big, big, big picture.
0: So yeah, I love that though because it's a it's a one stop shop, a true one stop shop too on on the luxury high end of things. And like like we brushed on earlier too is is that if you're in that luxury market for certain things, you don't always have time to deal with those things. You know, getting those things, you don't have time to shop for a watch or time to shop for you know you you want a specific car, you want a specific color you know you're not you're you're not going to have the time to go to the dealership you want somebody to broker it find it for you too and yet, you know and when you're dealing with high end people like that that's what they want because they're high end business people too they're dealing with running their businesses that's what's making them the bread and butter and right. so they need somebody like yourself to go in there and and complete all these things for them too and help them out because it time like we go back to time is money. Time's the most important thing we have and we don't have a lot of it. So, and these guys want to do business with people who they
1: trust. So when I say it's an exclusive private marketplace, you know, I'm just not letting any Joe Schmo in there to have access to, you know, their most prized possession because a Mm -hmm. lot of these, you know, they need discretion. And so when they do business inside that adventures, they know that they're doing business with somebody who they can trust because I essentially am that bridge of trust between two clients because, you know, when I get a request for say like a, a La Ferrari or Porsche 918, where do I go to get the car? I go to my clients, they have the cars, you know, and if they don't, then I go to my, my, my dealers or my other brokers that I work with and their clients will have the car. So essentially, you know, Vet adventures is just bringing all the clients into one place with full discretion and allowing the deals to just ping off of each other, because essentially that's who they're buying and selling from is, is themselves just of a different person, you know? So it just kind of makes the process a lot more, more efficient and kind of builds a brand that the clients can hopefully get involved with and, you know, do events. And, and again, I just want to provide a great experience for the clients through each
0: asset category. So yeah, and it's in what you're doing, too, is all about relationships, no matter what you have to and It's not just with the client. It's with meeting outside sources, like you said. So you're constantly having to meet new people, constantly having to learn new things as well, learn new vehicles. I remember when I sold cars, too. I had to learn every vehicle on that lot. And if I didn't learn it, Uh, I, I ended up being their top salesman because I I was the youngest one in that dealership. I've told this story before, but, uh, had no clue when I went in there never sold a car before. And what I did is I, back when they had brochures, they had this brochure room. I went in the brochure room, grabbed every brochure on every single vehicle in that place and learned every single thing, wrote it on notepads, brought those notepads to work read off the notepads until it was mentally in my brain implemented and became one of their top salesmen there just because learning learning (laughs) (laughs) and learn i mean that's that's what it took because there was one guy there and i uh, he pissed me the hell off he was their top salesman wouldn't even give me the time of day wouldn't acknowledge me i go i'm gonna beat this guy and the only oh. way to yeah, the only way to do it is to learn exactly what these are. I was the youngest. I knew I could beat all these old guys too, and I did. And uh, um, I had a lot of success at it. And then obviously that has kind of helped me today. I give my car sale background kind of a lot of credit to my real estate background because I don't think with that sale without that sales experience I had there, I wouldn't be where I am today as well. So everything kind of meshes together also. Well, no balls like you know i've always been
1: in the business of of brokering something or helping people get what it is that they want and i always find myself looking back like you know how the hell did i get here like i'm selling (laughs) dollar cars what like what (laughs) it's crazy and i'm not even a car dealership you know i'm
0: it's nuts so it is I mean it is man it's crazy it's a step and it's a stepping stone and what people um, don't understand that gets a, get into real estate too and I preach on this I've been doing real estate for over ten years and back in the day I wasn't even close to where I am now now I have people calling me to help them find properties and teardowns and lots and so on mm. because I've <laughs> built that trust too I've labeled myself as that that kind of go-to person for that kind of stuff. Cause they know I have that construction background, which they respect, which I've also sold myself on too, but it's taken years to get there. You know, a lot of realtors get in and the market's crazy now. So a lot of, re- there's a ton of realtors, as you know, right. um, you know, a lot of them are getting into it. Now I'm going to go get my real estate license. I, I had, a a friend of mine, he's a charter captain. And uh, he told me the other day, he's like, I'm thinking about getting my real estate license because I got like 100 and something people come on my boat. I go, are you going to have... My response to him was, I go, good for you, but are you going to have time doing what you're doing now to deal and give the best service to those clients on the real estate end? He never responded. So yeah. it was really making them think about that because a lot of people, they got these jobs and they're like, I can be a real estate agent and do what I do, but it's not that easy. You don't just get a license and go do it. Uh, you're, you're obviously, you know, hand in hand is what, with what you're dealing with the cars, you're dealing with the houses, but it's not easy dealing with all the stuff you're doing.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's, it's, uh, and that, that's why I'm excited to eventually build a team and get people under me, but I'm in such a niche market. That, you know, it's tough to find people to bring on who can want to make that sacrifice that's going to take for probably a year, maybe a year and a half, you know, to, you know, get up off your feet and build a network and, um, and eventually, you know, help the company grow and start to make, make some serious money, Yeah, so, but.
0: No doubt it's going to happen, man. Let's go into this a little bit though. Obviously the luxury cars in the real estate market, you talked about, you know, getting into high end things overall, mixing the two, the cars and the real estate. How can you make the client experience better overall? What are you doing uh, just for the listener? What should they be looking for if they're looking for somebody like yourself?
1: Um, you
0: know, mixing the two, what you can be looking for,
1: you know, in in any sales, you just gotta listen to what the client actually needs and do what it is you say you're gonna do. Um, follow through, because a lot of a lot of times the trust can be broken or not even allowed the opportunity to start just based off of the smallest little things. Attention to detail is very key. Um, you know. You, these guys are so smart and sometimes I think they're, they're setting you up to test you. And, you know, many times you, that's how you have to look at it. So, you know, I would just say that look for the opportunities because they're always there and listen to what your clients say. Even like if your client drops, like, Hey, Oh, I can't meet you today because my anniversary is, you know, that uh, Friday, you know, so it's like, write that down, you know, take advantage of every little thing to show the client that you're listening to them and, um, and just build that, that, that relationship. And eventually it'll probably turn into a friendship and, you know, just open up the door for more opportunities.
0: Listening is the biggest key too that anybody can do. That was huge right there. Just because, and I, I I've talked about it on this show a million times. In any business, uh, you just have to listen. Especially in the construction business. I mean, we're in the high end house market. We have to listen to everything. If we miss something, a little miss, a little mistake can turn into a huge mistake and a costly mistake on our end too. So we're constantly having to listen and make sure things are done correctly too. Same with real estate. I mean, there's a lot of little parts to a transaction, especially a big transaction that you can't miss something, you can't mess it up. You want the client's experience to be the best experience too. I'm dealing with one now that uh, the seller wants to sit, stay in the property after the property closes for four months. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to cover my client on the insurance end and everything like that as much as possible as he's going to own the property with a random person he doesn't know living Mm -hmm. in there, even though it's the person that owns it. Now, you just never know what are they going to do? Have a party? You just don't know. Somebody falls, slips, whatever. So it's figuring out those little pieces, listening to what your clients want, and then over delivering to just make sure cause he doesn't have time to deal with the insurance end of this or the right. paperwork. end, so I got to find the right paperwork and everything to make sure he's covered by Florida, Florida law right. and everything. So, uh, listening to man, uh, yeah. that's big. Yeah. Find, find those opportunities to go the
1: extra mile is definitely important for, for you know, the customer experience and, you know, it's how are you going to make them remember you and make them think about you after you're gone, you know, so just
0: little things. What what about things to look for in a, so things to look for in a luxury car and how it relates to real estate? So when you're selling a luxury car, what are you looking at and how can we relate it to a real estate transaction like selling a house? I mean, they could go hand in hand. There's a lot of pieces to a car, but there's for a sure. lot of pieces to a house. You would be surprised, though, man. It's nuts the way these. People.
1: <laughs> I just had a client buy a, a car based off of one photo. One picture. Never saw the car in person. Just saw the exterior photo. But the car had delivery miles, you know. But still, it, that's all he needed to see. Um, but when you go into more detail and you need to do a little bit more research and background on the car, like you definitely would when you're buying real estate, um, you know, you want to look at the DME report, which is the engine has the car been over by, you know somebody driving the shit out of the car and just beating it up on the track or something, because then you're going to have problems with the engine. So, you know, that could be like an inspection of the house, you know, looking at, you know, what the eyes cannot see, uh, when you are going to buy a house and getting it inspected to make sure, you know, there's not mold in the walls, the foundation isn't steeping in, the roof isn't going to collapse, you know, make sure you're not buying a POS, um, when it looks beautiful on the outside. Um, you know, so, What to look for more in depth in a luxury car is the paint, you know, on a lot of these limited production exotic cars, if the car's been repainted, the value is not worth what it is if the paint is original, even if there might be a couple of blemishes, um, it's going to hurt the value of the vehicle. So, you know, um, I guess you could say that would kind of be like. If, uh, you know, the house caught on fire a little bit, you know, and it had to be rebuilt, you know, one of the walls um, through like an electrical fire or something. And, you know, now you can't see that, but it needs to be disclosed on, you know, the disclosure statement, um, you know, um, what else would like cars? I mean, with the cars, man, it's nuts. Like I said, they just, I am, man. And then they just wire the money, like no questions asked. They would definitely not act like that, you know, with real estate. car. The <laughs> But, you know, they only, they only, they buy them, they drive them for, you know, 600,000 miles, 3,000 miles, and then they sell them, you know. And, you know, that that kind of flows into, like, the last question that you'd asked is, you know, why are you buying the car? Let's, let me ask the client, what are you buying this car for? And most times I know why they're buying it, depending on what the car is, whether it's a rare collectible car with low, low miles, the car is, like, 20 years old, or if it's, you know, a 2018 standard production car like a Ferrari 488 where you can just go to the dealership and buy one. You know, that person's only going to want to keep that car for like a year and then sell it into the next hot model. You have your collectors and you have your, um, you know, your enthusiasts. And your enthusiasts, they just have like one, one to two, maybe three cars and they're not really a collector. They don't care about the values of the cars the way the collectors do because they watch the markets. Um, so I would compare like your enthusiasts to your, Standard home buyer who might have his his primary home and then like one or two rental properties that he makes money off of. Um, And then your collector uh, would be like your real estate investor who just owns a shit ton of properties and watches the markets and is always looking for opportunities and is calling you, the builder broker. Like, let me know if you guys got any houses for sale or that go in foreclosure that the bank wants to sell that I can pick up at a good deal. Um, You know, the market's good down there. And that just kind of goes hand in hand with the collectors. These guys, they're so stingy with the markets. It's like, oh, that's not the market on the car. You know, it's like, well, are you buying this car because you're playing stocks? Or are you buying this car because you really love it and it's rare and you want it? And it's kind of like a mix of both. but like any businessman and why they are super successful is because they're smart and they watch the markets and they know that timing is necessary and there'll be another one that comes available. So, um, you know, and I'm sure that's similar to how it is in real estate. You know, not every deal is a good deal just because it looks beautiful and pretty on the outside. And you're like, Oh, I got to have it. I got to have it. You know, at the end of the day, you're making a large investment. You're spending a lot of money. You need to make sure that that money is protected and has the best chance to appreciate over time. So
0: Isn't isn't that crazy though how they go kind of hand in hand? I mean, with what you just said, too. It's it's it is crazy how they actually go hand in hand. And the way people look at certain aspects of real estate on the real estate side, you know, if they're buying a personal house, that experience and the transaction is going to be a little bit different than if they're buying an investment property. You know, there's not going to be so much emotion to that purchase versus versus an investment property. There's going to be less emotion but there's going to be more financial okay how can i save money make the most money so on i'm going to make this into a rental property whatever i don't know right. the best thing versus mm-hmm. their personal property i want this i need that you know
1: yeah, it's got to look so oh, i don't like the color of those wheels oh i don't like the color of the house well that can be repainted you can change that oh yeah well that takes time you know whatever it's like okay. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah And and to each their own, it's, you know, how, whatever their net worth is, it's irrelevant, but it's just funny, you know, um, that people are wired the way they are and you get to see that when you do in-depth business with them and there's a lot of money on the table and, you know, it's, it's, it's cool to see. You know, so, and you, and that's how you learn the client, you know what to expect and how to handle them in every single transaction as you move forward. You know, same thing with like an investor, you know, you got a guy who only wants single family homes. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pitch him an apartment building. You know, you got a guy who only wants multifamily. You're not going to pitch him a single family home, you know, but you can't have conversation with him about the multifamily homes. If he only wants single family, because he probably knows somebody who is an investor in multifamily homes. And because you have that great relationship with him, and he trusts you he will say oh you know that's not for me but i have a buddy who would be interested and then you know he passes you along and you give him that same experience
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and it goes back to experience too and listening like we talked about and hearing exactly what they're looking for as well i mean i've i've had transactions that i've dealt with where they were working with other agents and uh did not find anything. They came to me on the building end of things. And I was like, So you're still looking for a property for as far as to build on? Yeah, we haven't find found anything. We're looking. Well, I'm like, all right, let me look real quick. You know, I've been in this long enough. I don't care about stepping on toes. You know, it's yeah. a doggy dog <laughs> world out there, man. This is real yeah. estate. Welcome to real estate. But it, it's So I'll look, I'll find, uh, find them something instantly because I listened, I go, so what are you looking for? What's exactly kind of your wants, needs, everything, exposures, you know, what ways the house want to face all the stuff. Uh, do you care about, um, as far as how high the house sits? There's a lot of factors that I ask. And then once I get all that down, boom, pinpoint a house, I've found one within an hour versus another agent taking them around for months. So, and then I send it to them. They go, wow. All right, let's uh, write something up, you know, or yeah. go out. And first, I always go look at the property for them. I go, well, let me go out there and look at it and actually walk around. And that's what I always do kind of give my opinion on it, look at the neighboring houses, make sure they're not, you know, rentals or whatever, uh, just something, especially if they're going to be there full time. Uh, right. You don't want to rental next door. And then, um, yeah, then we talk, we make the transaction happen and boom, that's it. So it's just, it goes back to listening, man, doing the things yeah. that a lot of other agents aren't willing to do because they're so transaction based. I'm in a transaction now with, a, with an agent, very high, heavy hitter agent, but they're so busy that they don't focus on what they're supposed to be, you know, and it's been two days. I wrote an offer. It was almost a full price offer. I haven't heard back anything. What's taking so long, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, and I got to reach out to her to find out, you know, all right, what's going on with this? Why? And it takes forever to get a response. So, you know, it's stuff like that to me, man. I'm, and that's why people love working with me. I'm sure with you as well is, is just the response, like constantly responding. Even when I was sick all last week, that's why I didn't have a show. Everybody that's listening. Um, you know, basically on my deathbed, uh, I was still responding, picking up the phone. People are like, you sound horrible. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is brutal. Whatever I got, but how can I help you? You know, just still picking up that phone when I didn't have to. I could have just texted something like I'm really sick, but no, I wanted to help. That's right. the difference maker. So,
1: sure.
0: absolutely.
1: So. It seems like you do a great job at that because every time I watch you, it seems like you. <laughs> project you're selling the house you're building
0: the house so yeah i mean it's a lot of prayer like you know man praying for opportunity i constantly having people just reach out but it's a lot of media a lot of just you know putting myself out there i've been doing working hard on that for the last four you know four years doing this podcast doing just telling people who i am and why to go with me and the ones that aren't going to go with me they're going to at me out right away right off the bat because if they don't like me why should they call me versus you know the ones that are going to go with me they're going to reach out because they're going to see who i am right away through content and so on so i've just been so big on that pushing that but it's response too man like i it irks me not to respond to somebody Um, you know, sometimes you have to put your foot down. Like I didn't respond to a guy. It was eight 30 at night last night about, he was asking about permitting and how his house is going through permitting. I knew Mm -hmm. if I responded at eight 30 at that moment, he would think it's okay to contact me. And and especially on the building end, you know, at a building, you know, we have our office hours, so on too. And I'm usually very good about that, but I'm like, you know what, if I respond to this, it's a permitting question. It's not something urgent. I could wait till the morning. If I respond right. to this now, he's going to constantly reach out to me every time at 830 at night.
1: Yeah. You know? And then you also open up the door for a full-blown conversation over text messages, which yeah. is going to be 15, 20 minutes longer. So it's like, I'm not going to open this door right now
0: and that's family time man you know you got to you got to have some time where it's like family time and some you time too it's like you know and and they get it i mean customers get it if it's a real estate transaction and they need they need an answer right away i mean i've done real estate transactions till 12 midnight you know past midnight trying to get deals done and so on that's part of the game but um there's just certain times too and people that are listening to this that you know sometimes you got to put your foot down and it's okay to wait till the next day but usually it's it's tough for me i'm sure you're the same too you kind of look at that you're like should i i I asked my fiance too i was like should i respond to this you sure you think i should respond you know
1: you know who's the client (laughs) what's this about no you can wait oh no you need you need to answer that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: I, I, i had one of my best clients calling me i think it was like a sunday afternoon and we were sitting on the couch with the kids, like watching a movie or something. He was calling me and I looked at him and she saw it. And like, I kind of put my phone down. She looked at me. She goes, are you really not about to answer his phone call? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) right. You're right. (laughs) So I got off the couch and went outside and took his call. You know, I was like, I'm just going to call him back, you know, but, I was just like, all right, yeah, no, let me answer this call. It's smart.
0: smart. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even on Sundays, stuff like that. Like, I don't like answering people on Sundays, but, you know, sometimes yeah. you just have to. to...
1: But you yeah, also built your business up and, and have the credentials and, and the reputation to, you know, you don't necessarily owe that to anybody now at this point in time in your career. You know, probably like year one when you were getting off, like mm-hmm. you, you would answer that phone oh, anytime. Yeah giving Christmas church, whatever it is, because, you know, this is what you got to do. Um, but, you know, you've earned that and people need to respect that. So, you know, again, it's just, it's a two way street and, you know, teach them. Yeah, so
0: you just kind of learn your business. I mean, you kind of, over time, you just kind of learn when and what to do and how to do it and when to answer and when it's important to answer. And there's certain transactions that need to be answered all the time, whether it's 1230 at midnight or, You know whatever i mean let's hope people don't call you then but um you know it's just you kind of learn doing it as long as you do how and when and and why to answer certain things and people and so on too and if like i said that last night was a permitting question 8 a.m this morning i responded to them uh right away and everything's good you know so
1: responding that first thing in the morning would show me if I was that guy, like okay, he saw my message last night and he moved it right to the first thing on his to do list in yeah. the morning start his day. that's as good as answering me you know at eight thirty at night, you know yeah a, what so I appreciate that,
0: yeah, you know? exactly, exactly before we get into uh to wrap this up um time wise before we get into uh some personal questions um walk me through a transaction with Vet adventures okay
1: um i'll walk you through a transaction with it as, it as it currently is right now and then how it will be in the near future because having the platform and the whole website built right now we're almost done um so i'll bring you through uh like my most recent transaction which was a 2019 heritage 4 gt that i sold for 1.25 million and yeah he said uh you know we're emailing and i know that he wants four gts because he's a big collector and he's like you know hey remember just keep me in mind for you know heritage four gts and i said I got you, you know, we'll we'll find you some because I've already found him one, which he'll get in February. And now, you know, he wants more because he's a sicko. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Good for so, him.
1: <laughs> so I'm on Instagram. Instagram's a great tool. And um, I know that none of my clients already have uh, uh, this car. And if they do, they're not selling because they're collecting it. So I went on Instagram DMing uh, some, some people who I know have four GTs and there's a 4GT form and I told one of my old business partners who I'm so cool with the do business he knows my client he knows what he's what he likes so long story short I get sent a car I say okay price oh you know he's gonna put on bring a trailer bring an offer okay so I email my client and I say, hey you know um this is the deal. He's going to bring the car and bring a trailer, but he'll take an offer now to avoid the hassle. You know, the last car sold for one point two two five million. Um, You know, I got to pay the guy 10 grand uh, who's referring me the car. So, you know, you want to go ahead and make your offer based off of our set commission structure that we have in place between each other. Plus that 10 grand, you know, meaning like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you the price. You bring me the price. Cause I'm working for you. What are you comfortable with offering, including the commission? And then I'll take it to him. And he made a great offer, an offer that I thought was super strong. Um, so I went back and I started negotiating the deal on um, trying to get the price cheaper than, you know, what I knew I had on the table to build more money for myself as well as save him the money. Because I would have told him, hey, I got the car cheaper. You know, I saved you money and made myself a little bit more money. He would have been cool with that. He's a business person. So um, so long story short, um, we got the deal done. From there, I draw up the bill of sale. I have both parties sign it with copy of the title of the car attached to the bill of sale, um, proof of window sticker, because he's a collector. He wants that window sticker. Once I have everything like that, he wires the money within 24 hours, sends the full amount from there the next day, all the title the window sticker, everything that goes with the car gets overnighted to him which he's actually getting today. Um, and then from there I set up transport, uh, if they need my assistance, I have my transport contacts again, save them the time, the hassle, who do I trust nice. Set the transport up, um, nine times out of 10, I'll just go ahead and pay for the transport and I'll invoice them with the commission and I'll provide that receipt. Um, then from there, the car gets picked up. Once the car gets picked up, I let them know the car's picked up, send them pictures, videos. And then, um, when the car arrives, they'll get notified, the car shows up. And from there, that's how the deal goes down. Um so that's pretty much you know how transactions go down. Primarily every deal is different right now. And then in the future on Vet Adventures, it'll just be listings kind of like on DuPont or Auto Trader. Um, but you won't know who the seller is, they'll contact me from there. Deposits will get made to vet adventures if the car needs inspection, like to go to a Porsche dealer, Ferrari dealer, what have you. Um deposits will be made to vet adventures, will act as escrow. And then once the deal um, goes through through contracts, titles, transferring. Um, you know the money will be initiated to the seller and then the buyer will get the car. and then it's full transparency on commissions or you know the real estate the jets, the cars. So there's no like hidden money. My mm-hmm. clients know what I'm making. there's no loopholes, there's no nothing. Um, and then if a client has a friend who has is a buyer for a luxury asset on the platform, I will kick back that buyer or that client who referred me the buyer, say 10 to 20% of the total commission, right, in the sale. And that money will go to their personal profile to where that money is like credited. So you could use that money that you make off of giving me referrals to buy secondary items or services within each luxury asset category, like Rams, Clearball, Pay for Transport, whatever you need. Or you can cash out that money at the end of every quarter and I'll kick you back your, your cut. And a lot of guys, they'll be like, you oh, know, I don't need to make money off of you know my friends or anything like that. It's like, well, no, that's not the point. Don't look at it like you're, you're making money off your friend. Look at it like you're bringing more value to that adventures by helping us grow through organically through your network, because that's how business is. I can't do all the business that I want to do with just my clients, because sometimes I don't have a client for that, that asset, or I don't have a seller who has that car. but you guys, my clients, you definitely do. So how do I entice my clients to help us grow organically to stay exclusive and to continue to close more deals and provide more opportunities, which eventually, which uh, essentially is what these guys want. And that's by letting them benefit from the deals that we do and then you'll have that money and then you can spend that money with inside the network or, um, you know, spending it on secondary services, what, what have you, but that's just kind of how the deals will will go down and inside the network.
0: It's smart, man. It really is. Uh, well, I mean, it, and it's crazy once again, how close a transaction in a car is to a real estate transaction you're just selling it a lot faster. Ah, uh, right. too. Which man, I gotta start selling cars again <laughs> now. But uh, about it. you know, it's like you have these relationships with these people. It's like,
1: what more can you do for them inside your niche? That yeah. like I said, I'm just going vertical. I'm still providing the same services that I that I provide when I'm selling a car, and I'm just gonna bring it to the next asset category, which requires the same services, due diligence, same process. So like why would I have my client if I want what's best for them? Why would I have my client deal with one jet broker, one real estate agent in this state, one real estate agent in this state, one car broker here, this guy over here, like, why not just deal with one? And why not brand and a company that your clients can get behind, be a part of by participating in the deals, getting rewarded for it and having a a great experience overall. You know, I want to, I want to, uh, take my clients on uh, rallies uh, around the country and invite them to Daytona 500 or Rolex 24. You know, give them tickets. You know, partner with uh, um, jet jet charter services. You know, so that you know maybe that money that they make off the commission and the deals they can apply that money to charter a jet to go fly. You know, and they don't even ha- they don't even have to pay for it. It just comes right out of their credit and I pay for it. And then it's like a tax write-off for me. You know, it's just like a a win-win-win for everybody. And that's ultimately what I want to create. And that's why, you know, my tagline is, you know, together we all win with vetted Ventures because it is a bunch of guys who are vetted and we're all going to venture together to do business together and create opportunity and bring value to one another.
0: Oh, well, you got a luxury builder on your side too. So you yeah, Because <laughs> I'm, I'm down to work with you, obviously, too, yeah. knowing you and I, I see the drive, man. I I love it. It's similar to me, but it's it, it really is all about just finding and that's the thing. A lot of people don't Think to do that. Like I've done it with like home watch and operate, and like adding that opportunity to our clients as well after we're done building a house, you know, because it's so seasonal, they need somebody to look after their home yeah. while they're gone too you yeah. know, and walk through it and make sure everything's running correctly. And I just got a listing. I had a home watch for six years with a client of ours, and he decided to sell his house and move back to Michigan. Um, they were an older couple, but I got the listing, you know, when we built the house six years ago, I sold them the house, uh, on the build end of things. So it's, it's keeping those relationships, but just over delivering too, like you're saying, and and everything stems into something. I thought about starting a rental business. I'm not there yet. Rentals are a whole different ball game. Uh, you know, you got to talk about 24 hour calls right there. Um, those <laughs>
1: you just see the opportunity like okay we can get into that and then that can lead into that, and then yeah. that oh man i want to build this conglomerate company just yeah so up all the business yeah.
0: that's that's true man and and there's a lot of people that don't have that drive to do it they don't want to deal with it and good for them that's fine you want to go home sit on the couch have a beer kick your feet up you know turn on some netflix whatever that's not me um i'm sure it's not yourself either and and i'm the type that comes home and I'll eat something and I'm on the computer, you know, I'm I'm working. I'm trying to figure out how I can progress the business and keep growing too. Yeah. And that's the difference maker too. And that's for the listener out there. I mean, you got you guys can be that as well. Uh it's just constantly thinking how you can expand, generate more income, uh you can call it a side hustle, whatever you want to call it, but it's it's constantly how can i continue to grow and have money coming in on different reasons different sources rather than what i'm just doing yeah so. the game it's a game and it's like how do you get to the
1: next level just like on any video game how do you get to the next level yeah. you know, how, do I, how do i get stronger better faster to you know get to the next level
0: so yeah exactly let's wrap this up um love this question i always ask everybody on my show i kind of made a little different uh, side uh, uh, thing on my social media with this. But what about you personally? You're building an amazing company that, and brand that continues to grow each and every day. What lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or lives that can help us grow?
1: I love that question. Um, and I would just say overcoming adversity. You know, there's, um, there's always gonna be challenges and hurdles and when you can look at those challenges and hurdles like it's just an opportunity to grow and you're being challenged for a reason because it's time to grow and take the next step don't look at it like how like i can't do it because you can do it i had to pay back a client two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and when we found that out in the office because of some poor stewardship running a scam on allocations i was i sat back in my chair and i said this is great oh my goodness like what the hell is going? You telling me I'm in a position to have to pay somebody back 220 grand? Holy shit, you know? And my there, he's like, "The hell are you talking about? This is terrible. How are we gonna do this? Like, this is. What? He's he's over there losing his mind. I'm over here like, like hold on, this is great. Do you know how much better we're gonna get from this? I was like, bro, we're gonna pay him back. We're gonna make money. We know how to do that. But like, do you know how much better we're gonna get from? Overcoming this. And he couldn't see it, but I could, because I have I've been put in that situation multiple times. So just whenever there's a negative, just know that there's an equal positive down the road that you just can't see it. So don't crumble yourself because you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. No, you you really can't. Like you really can when you're moving in the right direction and you're vibrating at the right frequencies and you know you're doing everything the right way to do good business. When you're faced with those challenges, mm. that's just the universe putting you in place to to go where you really want to go. But the path ain't gonna be smooth and easy. No. Like, got to go over those hurdles, and it's just a test to see how bad it is. You want what you say you really want, and you can overcome that test. And when you do, you'll see that your business and your life will will probably ten x from where where it was. So yeah, just. Wow. Om-
0: yeah. I love that, man. Uh, it, it is true because nothing's easy. Nothing's ever handed to you. Nothing's ever given to you easy. I mean, you can win the lotto, but that's rare, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, you know, business is hell and you're always going to, it's, there's this, you're going to have those peaks and then it's just, you're going to go down way downhill at some point too. And if you just got to keep moving though, like you said, and get through it and it's easier said than done. For a lot of situations, but when you get through those hard situations, that's what like you just fade. I mean, two hundred k—that's not trump change. You yeah. know, having to pay that back—it's—it's not—it's not, not easy.
1: It's not, and,
0: and and I know it's short on time, but the biggest adversity I had
1: to overcome was when we split up business. My my cousin at the time was doing shady stuff with the money and in the account, and we uncovered some shit, and I was like. Yeah, Yo, you're the one who brought me on, bro. And, and and now like we gotta go our separate ways. And now I gotta do this on my own. Like, oh my goodness, like, what now? And now and and after I complete first year, um, on my own, I was like, okay, you can do this. Like, you, you really do this, dude. Like, charge hard, man. Go for it. And i 10x like i 10x my, myself you know like i'm start. i start keeping all the profits instead of having to split it three ways you know i'm starting to get more real estate opportunities i'm starting to do uh, more deals and grow like this is great and now i have my own company that i can build to see what it is so you know again it's just don't live in the future don't dwell on the past just be in the moment and do everything you can to control it and, and you'll be successful
0: Love it. Yeah, exactly. It's let's next thing too. I always ask this you brushed on this a little bit. Some people ask about your past. Let's ask about your future. Where will we see Jesse 10, 15, 25 years from now? Who will he be? You know, the best way to answer that
1: is I'll be exactly where I need to be and where I'm supposed to be. Um, You know, I know where I want to go and I know who I want to be. And I strive to be that and go in that direction every single day. So, you know, where you'll see me in five, 10, 15 years when, and if you see me is um, that's exactly where I'm supposed
0: to be. Just let's just put it that way. You know? Love it, man. Yeah. I love it. It. I mean, it's true. It, you just, it,
1: yeah. Cause I, I could, I couldn't tell you five years ago that I'm going to be here, you know, yeah. no, no way in hell. So I could sit here and tell you where I'm going to be, you know, but, that ain't, who knows, you know, but I just know that I'll be where I'm supposed to be, like I am right now.
0: Well, you laid out that vision for Veta Ventures, and I have no doubt it's going to happen too. Yeah. I mean, you I- got the drive. I got no doubt the company's going to blow up. It's going to be big and it's going to continue to grow. I have no doubt about it. So, uh, yeah. we already predicted the future right there. So, <laughs> Um, last question, what the show's all about, what exactly do people need to look for when buying, selling a home or car? And why should they choose Jesse as their realtor or car broker of choice?
1: What they need to look for is an expert, somebody who they can trust, who has a good reputation, um, uh, who comes referred and, you know, obviously when it comes to a house is what it is that they want. So again, you know, you need an expert and uh, somebody who's knowledgeable and knows the markets. Um, you know, why, you know, you should choose me is, you know, if you resonate with me, if you connect with me, if you vibe with me, uh, you know, I'm not the best real estate agent. I'm not the best car person, you know, but w- what I will provide you is my best overall service and give you my all. And I know that, that a lot of people, might sell you a dream and give you you know shit or whatever that phrase is. But when I say something, I mean it. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going I'm to do it. And if I don't know the answer to something, I have the resources too. So, you know, again, if, if you want a great experience, if you want to create a long-term business relationship and probably eventually a friendship, somebody who you can trust and feel good about doing business with, then you know, I'll I'd be, I'd be your person to do business with for sure.
0: I love it, man. Yeah, no doubt you're going to blow up uh, after hearing what you're doing, your vision on that company, man. Got a lot of respect for you and what you're doing. So it's, I have no doubt that you're going to do big things here in the future with that too. And we'll do big things together, man. I'm your go-to I'm your go I'm your go-to contact. There's a, obviously in the luxury building market too. So yeah, man, uh, big things in the future. I really do appreciate your time today too. Uh, where can people find and connect with you?
1: um, Instagram at piccolo place. And then my business page is at bed adventures and then, you know, Facebook, Jesse piccolo and bed adventures. Um, not hard to find
0: so. new website coming soon. Yep,
1: Yeah. yeah it's under construction, you can go on there and, and submit your information or request something or, you know, if you have something to sell, let me know. Um, but the new website with the platform should be up by the end of January.
0: Awesome, brother. I appreciate yeah. your time today and taking this time. I
1: appreciate you. I'm
0: a big fan. Like I said, yeah. yeah. Keep crushing it, man. Uh, like I said, man, big things coming. Uh, we're going to do big things here in the future too. So no, nah, for sure, man, this was awesome. Uh, a lot of great value today too. Yeah, uh, you're killing it. Uh, love the, love the business and the plan and everything that's going to come out of it. So obviously to wrap this up, everybody, you know, the routine, I don't ask for anything and don't advertise. Just like, share, comment, share with your friends and family. Five-star reviews only allowed on iTunes. You guys are listening to that. Thank you very much. So five-star review this show. It goes a long way. And thank you all for listening. Appreciate you all. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.